Scott Myers again with you, and this is Truth Talk, and I want to talk to you just a little bit today about breaking free and moving forward. You know, I run across people all the time that are stuck. Uh, they are they're stuck in a habit, they're stuck in a hang-up, or, or they're stuck in sin. And, uh, and they, find their, they find themselves it's not only stuck, but also complacent, and they find that they can't really do what they want to do. And I find many people are like that today. I've been there. I've done that. You know, got the T-shirt, and, and I wrote a book about it, you know. So, but it, it's just uh, it's an amazing thing that what we do, we get caught, and we can't move forward. And even though it's amazing, it's sad. And what we need to do is we need to learn to move forward. I want to talk to you about breaking free and moving forward. How many remember that old cartoon from years ago when I was a child, uh, that infamous Foghorn Leghorn? Remember that guy? Remember he'd always pick on that dog. He'd always pick on that hound dog. And he would get up and he would beat the stew out of that hound dog. And that dog would, would run and chase him. And you had Foghorn Leghorn had drawn a line. And you know that uh, when he got to that line, when that dog got to that line, he ran out of rope. He was tied to a rope, and that rope around his neck would catch him, and he couldn't go any further. I find that many of us are like that today. We get to a place in our life that we really want to move forward. We want to, we want to move forward our commitment, our faith. We want to move forward with God, and we find that we just can't do that. For whatever reason, is there's like a rope that's around our neck, and I find it sad. It's been in my life many times where I've done that. I've got to the point, and I just can't break free from that from that one place in my life and I want to move forward I want to move so far ahead of what I've you know come to but yet there's something that's holding me back Hebrews 12 1 and 2 says lay aside every encumbrance lay aside every weight uh, and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and the perfecter of faith and do not grow weary and lose heart Hebrews 12 talks about laying aside an encumbrance, laying aside a weight. And point number one I want you to get today is to take out the trash, to take out the trash, to get rid of the junk, to lay down those things, as the writer of Hebrews was saying or is saying, to lay down those things that that you do that hold you back. Maybe it is a habit. Maybe it's an attitude or maybe it's something that, that uh, an attitude or way of thinking that that keeps you from really stepping out on faith and living the God life. Uh, whatever it is, maybe it's a secret sin that keeps that keeps you back. Maybe there's something between you and God. Only you and God know what that sin is, and it's it's holding you back. Uh, you know, uh, so many times it will allow sin to come in our lives, and 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 maybe we won't let it be seen or known by other people. But you know, God knows that. He knows that sin, and we need to we need to get rid of that. Uh, he does know. He also knows it's holding you back from from really experiencing the life that he would have you. And I believe that it saddens God. I know it saddens God when he sees his child, his child not experiencing, not living the life that he was created to live. And it breaks his heart. I believe it breaks his heart to see that. And I believe this, though. I believe it's time to break free and to, and to really live, to break free from those, those things that hold us back. Well, maybe it's bitterness. Maybe you have bitterness in your heart. Maybe it's unforgiveness. It's Maybe it's laziness. It could be pride. What about selfishness? You know, whatever it is, whatever that sin is, whatever that that rope that's around your neck, it's holding you back. And even in a sense, it's drowning you and and you might be just going down for the last time. It's time, it's time to break free from that. It's time to lay it aside. For time is short, my friend. We don't have the promise of tomorrow. We've got to stand before God one day. 
And thank God that salvation is not going to be an issue when we stand before the Lord. If we are a Christian, if we've trusted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, that's a done deal. We don't have to worry about that. But we do have to give an account of how we've lived our lives. And we need to make sure that we deal with those things that hold us back. 2 Corinthians 10, 4-5 says, For the weapons, the weapons of our warfare are not, not of flesh and blood, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Uh, those, that word translated fortress stands, uh, it means a stronghold. It stands for something that has a stronghold upon us. Strongholds are simply those areas in our life in which Satan uh, has authority. Those areas in our mind that Satan has authority in our life and they become strongholds, areas that he basically has a stronghold on us. Um, the weapons of our warfare are about tearing those things down, about tearing those strongholds down. We're to tear down those prisons. We're to tear down those demonic strongholds in our life. That's point two. So many believers today have just, you know, have just been taught wrong. Um, and as such, they've accepted so many lies, so many lies of the devil. Wrong is wrong, even if mama thought it was true. You know, wrong is wrong, even if everyone else is doing it. And wrong is wrong, even if Christians, even if believers accept it as being truth. Wrong is wrong. I believe for years that I was nothing. Personally, I believe that for years that I would amount to nothing, that I was absolutely nothing, that I was just a loser. And I, and I never could do anything right, nor nor could I ever please a, a certain person in my life. I I never heard this person say good job or add a boy or or anything you know like that. It, I never was good enough. I I mean, how many of you know that after years of hearing that you're a loser, after years of hearing that you're nothing, that a person accepts it as being so? Well, that's what happened in my life, my own personal life. I mean, it held me back. I heard it over and over and over that I was a loser, that I was nobody, that I was I wasn't going to amount to anything, that I was just going to be a loser for all of my life. And for years, I struggled with that. And I began to accept, I accepted that. And it began to, it began to define who I was. Scott Myers, the loser, the loser. Well, that held me back for years. And I, and to be honest with you, I still struggle with that. But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, God says different than that. God says different than that. God says that I'm his child. God says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and that I was worth dying for, that God loved me so much that I was worth dying for. And Jesus, God in the flesh, died for me. You see, the Bible says that my God favors me, that he loves me, and that God even likes me. You know, that blows my mind. And you see, when I first began to see that after I was saved, when I first began to see that I had a problem, I had a dilemma. So I believed for years that I was a nobody and could do nothing right. I could do nothing well at all. You talk about a dilemma. I could either allow the stronghold to remain, and that's what that was, believing that I was a loser. That's a stronghold. That was an area in my mind, in my heart, that Satan had me believing that I was a nobody. And I could continue to believe that stronghold. I could allow that stronghold to remain, and I could be and do nothing for God. Or I could tear that stronghold down. I could tear it down with the truth of God's word and live and live the life that God had desired for me, that God had given me, that God had destined me to live. 
And you know what I did? I Even I had that dilemma. I chose to tear down and accept what God says about me instead of what I was taught and what I accepted as being such for so long. And I can tell you that God's truth is so much better than the lie of Satan. Yes, I still struggle in that, but you know what? God always reminds me, hey, you're my son. You're my child. I favor you, Scott. Now you get up and live. There's too much. There's too much at stake. You get up and live this life that I want you to live. And you forsake those lies of Satan because those strongholds don't need to be a part of your life. So I choose to live the truth of God. And when I when I doubt, when I when I have doubts and when I fall back or revert back or attempt to go back, God reminds me and I stay true. I stay true to God's truth. Philippians 3, 13 through 14 says, forget what lies behind and I reach and press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Point number three is leave and live. Leave the past in the past and start living today. Saints, we're to live. We're to live life to the fullest. Live to the glory of God and don't let anything, don't let anything stop you from experiencing and enjoying the Lord God Almighty. Because when you experience God Almighty, then we experience life to the fullest. Life is for living, saints. It's for living to the full. Abundant life is for God's children. It's for those of us, God's children, who want to live it. And it's only going to be lived by those who lay down, who tear down, and who get down for Jesus. I love that. I love that. I want to be a person. I want to be a disciple of Christ who loves life, who lives life to the fullest, and who gets down for Jesus. I love that. I love that. Hebrews 6.1 tells us to press on to maturity, to press on, to leave the past in the past, and then live mature lives, to press on to become a mature believer in Christ, strong in the faith. Believe in God and not only believe in God, but acting like it. That's maturity. That's maturity. When we start to mature in the faith, when we act like we believe God, we act strong in the faith. We live life strong in the faith. You know, I love the, I love movies and I love, uh, I just love any kind of illustration that, that really just brings points home, that brings God's uh, truth to pass. Remember Lion King? Remember Simba? Remember that story about Simba? You know, Simba believed the lie. He believed that he killed his daddy. Remember Scar, Uncle Scar made him believe that he was responsible for Mufasa's death. And that lie, that lie drove Simba to run away. And he believed that lie. And that lie became a stronghold in his life. And it kept him from embracing the fact that he was now king. That he was now king. He believed the lie which became a stronghold in his life and as a result caused him, caused Simba to live a lost and defeated life characterized by substandard living and subnormal life. Remember, he found himself with a, with a wild pig and a meerkat and he began eating slugs and worms. He was, he was, he was being something that he was not. He was a lion. He was, he was the king of the jungle. And because Mufasa died, he was now king, but he was not living that. He was not living that life as a king. And then his girlfriend had to come, and then we had the, we had the, uh, the monkey, uh, Rafiki, who had to remind him that even though the past, as bad as it was, his past did not have to define his future. And Simba 
went back, faced the enemy, faced Scar, and took back the throne and became king of the jungle. My dear friend, as a child of God, God has called us to live a life of abundance, and we are children of the king. Jesus Christ is our king, and we are to be rulers. We are to be rulers of this jungle that we live in, this world that we live in. We're to be rulers of the life that he's given us, and we're to live life to the fullest. We're not to live in the past, but we are to break free from the past, and we're to start living a child of the kingdom. What we've got to do, we've got to deal with the past, and we've got to live like it today and tomorrow. In 2013, 2014, 2015, we got to live life to the fullest. I think it's time that you embrace who you really are. If you are a Christian, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, then you're a child of the King and you need to live life the way that God has intended it. You got to live life. You need to live life the way God says you are to live it. It's time for you to be who God says you are. I know that I am. How about you join me as we live life to the fullest, as we break free and we live 